The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. <laughs> Heidi D'Amelio, welcome to Being Bumo. Thank you Thank for you. being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, I'm so excited to be here. Like, I love you guys and... Well, everything you're doing, it's such a new, you, well, you guys are doing a million things, yeah. but I like try to keep up. Well, it's we very have, inspiring. So. thank you thank so you much. For having me. Thank you. Well, we have so many questions for you because <laughs> obviously everyone knows of you and your family and, you know, they probably know a lot from the exterior, what they see on social. But today we're going to talk specifically about parenting because this is a parenting podcast and we both have two kids. I have two girls. So I have a million questions for you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And your kids are? Nine and 11. Yes. And you have a son. I have a boy and, and a, a girl. girl right yes. Now. So let's just dive into it. For those that might not be familiar with your background, let's kind of start there. Like, how did this all kind of unfold for you? Obviously, everyone knows about Charlie and Dixie and kind of their rise to fame. Obviously, if you watch their Hulu show, you know exactly kind of the dynamic and what their life looks like now. But let's talk a little bit of the beginning stages. Like, how did this all unfold for you and your family? The social media part of it? Yes. Or prior? Okay, so, well, I'll just start with Dixie started uh, singing and doing theater when she was like, uh, it was like a mommy and me two-year-old class. Yeah. And then she just from there continued with musical theater. She, and then at some point in the middle of there, she had like a vocal coach and she was in like this singing uh, group. Well, it was like a studio where you, mm. you know, just hone in on your skills or whatever. And so she's done that. She did that from two till eighth grade. Mm. And then she was like, I think I at the high school you had to pick either like theater or sports and mm. she really wanted to do sports. So mm. oh. she kind of I, I never heard her sing again, which was sad. But <laughs> I was like, you got to do what you want to do. Okay. And then Charlie started dancing when she was born, I feel like, <laughs> but taking classes when she was three and she started competing as a uh, competition dancer at five. And she just loved it. It was her life. We pushed her to do other things. Dixie would try everything. She did mm -hmm. break dancing. She did gymnastics. She was a huge BMX racer. Oh, wow. For years. She was fifth in the nation. She was a boss. And that, that was so incredible. much fun to watch. Fast forward. So they've been, they've had this work ethic and like had things they want to do and worked hard for and their whole lives. Like, you know, we would, we would, hey, if you want to quit, <laughs> we're yeah, fine. Like, fine. it was just a lot, yeah. all of it, you know, and we were not pushing. Mm. We were just kind of, well, as long as they're driving it, yeah. we'll do whatever. Yeah. But also just want to give you the option if you want to <laughs> chill out for a little bit and be a kid. Mm. That's fine, too. So that and then fast forward, they were um, talk was musically. And then, yeah. yes, uh, Charlie was in she was a ninth. Ninth grade? 
end of her ninth grade year, and she her friends all had accounts on TikTok, and since she was a dancer, they were like, learn this and teach it to us so we could do it. And so she would, and she would do some stuff on their accounts. She was like, I guess I'll start my own. Yeah. And she did. And so I think that was like May of 2019. And like her first video went viral in July. Okay. And Mark and I were always early adopters of social media and also living far from my family because my family's in Louisiana, you know, keeping so they could keep up with the girls. So I would post like things that they would do. So we were always like on social media. Mark would use it for his business. He's in the mm. clothing business and he had his own sales agency in that. So we weren't uh, we knew what that meant. Mm. Like it was we were at dinner and she had gained like 20,000 in an hour. Like mm. it was crazy. Yeah. And then we, we were like, what is what <laughs> no. is oh, what wow. is going on? And yeah. she just kept. Kept making videos, kept making videos. And Dixie at the time, mm -hmm. TikTok was cringy. And Dixie's a senior, going to be a senior. And she's like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, stop making <laughs> videos. And she and Dick, Charlie's like, get on, get on. And she was like, if you hit a million, I'll I'll start. Oh, how and funny. So she I hit a million. That. Wow. <laughs> like the end of October. And so Dixie got on and it was crazy. They were gaining like a million a day. A million followers a day. Was Dixie also singing or was she? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Still hadn't heard her sing since okay. eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> she had kind of put that aside. And uh, she was in her senior year. She knew where she was going to University of Alabama. She was so excited. Mm. And so they were, uh, Charlie had already been to college visits as a freshman. So they kind of like had this path. Charlie wanted to dance and Dixie wanted to go to college. She just wanted to like go to football games and go to parties. <laughs> but honestly, like that was, but she's like, all right, I'll do the school stuff too. So as we're seeing it unfold and, you know, we're starting to get messages like, hey, we want to manage your kids or we have this opportunity. And there was one, we, we were like, knew it meant something, like something big is happening, but yeah. also we're not suckers and we're not just going to mm. fall for like anything that comes through. So Charlie's like, Hey mom, this man messaged me. He wants me to do a TikTok to his artist song and he's going to pay me $75. And I was like, <laughs> tell this man he can message me. Right. And so I was like, you can give him my email. Let's uh, see how far this goes. Yeah. Two seconds later, he's like, fully legit. I'm like deep dive. Who is this? Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, this is actually a real thing. And so I was like, well, we need to talk to your dad. So we talked with him and we're like, okay. So she did it. And then it was like the most viewed video on that audio within like a day. And then he came back. He was like, I'll, if, uh, let's do another one with you and your sister and I'll pay you guys each a hundred or something like that. Wow. And they were like, okay. okay. They were so excited. <laughs> and so that just kept happening, getting bigger. But Mark, uh, always being an entrepreneur and branding he's big with branding mm. very like a lot of their friends were doing these brand deals that were coming to them as well and the friends were doing them and mark's like i just don't think this works for you like it doesn't make sense you would right. never wear that you would never buy that you would never use that and it took a you know so there's a little bit of butting heads because they were like i just want to do it mm. we're like this could affect you so far down the line like we we were thinking 10 steps ahead right. and they were just like in the moment you know kids, yeah, of kids. and so anyway we you know we did not know that business but we knew business enough yeah. to be go very slow and I think the first thing we got was a lawyer yeah, <laughs> like, an entertainment lawyer that knew like 
okay, does this make sense and all that? So, mm. and it's kind of just been, you know, a, all four of us making decisions and, you know, them driving like what they want and us making sure they take the right steps to do that. This week, my son and I spent some time building our new KiwiCo box. We opened the orange box to find all the parts needed to build a domino machine. KiwiCo is so cool. Our kids get incredible insight to what it takes to build something. The domino machine is a robot and they build the entire robot from scratch. And the function of the robot is to line up dominoes. Then you can knock down the dominoes for that satisfying end. The box comes with a magazine called Tinkerzine. I, I love that. The magazine explains what's happening in the domino run. It explains the science behind the domino. They introduce the kids to Mark Rober, who is famous for his big domino setups. It's so thoughtful and it makes science fun. KiwiCo is the solution for every parent when you're looking to offer your kids something in the STEM world that is well-made and consistent with their mission. So discover their subscription lines for kids of all ages, ranging from infants to preschoolers all the way to teens. Grown-ups are welcome to join in the fun too. KiwiCo delivers enriching hands-on experiences that spark curiosity and inspire creativity. So redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com promo code B-U-M-O. I've been using jelly drops for the past few months because my hands and my nails are the one body part that I see throughout my day. It's my hands that do the hard work around my home to keep my family healthy and organized. I use my hands to cook and clean. I spend the day picking up things from the floor, the car, the couch, lugging groceries, packing sporty bags, but also braiding hair and solving puzzles and caring for boo-boos and holding hands. My hands are constantly nurturing and caring for my children, so I also want to take care of my hands and my nails. Jelly Drops offers easy, affordable, and quick ways to have gorgeous nails with semi-cured gel nail strips from South Korea. To me, it's like having a manicure that lasts for more than two days. Jelly Drops is the only U.S.-based retailer licensed to sell multiple brands of semi-cured gel polish. That means that they are a one-stop shop. There's something for everyone, and they are always adding fun new items. They have over 300 designs with different strip thickness, ranging from thin, moderate, to thick. And they have different styles, modern, edgy, cutesy, soft, feminine. I like the more minimalist designs. Jelly Drops is a female-owned and female-operated company. The entire warehouse and office team is female-run, and they are based in Los Angeles. They test all the products before they bring them to their shop, so you don't have to worry or wonder about what you're getting. This cutting-edge technology originated from South Korea with gorgeous on-trend designs. It's convenient and mess-free, so you can apply it anytime, anywhere. And real gel means durable and long-lasting from 7 to 14 days. It's easy to put on and easy to take off. I really like doing my nails at home because it saves me time and a trek to the salon. They also protect my nails from breaking, and I can even fix a crack if I get one. 
as a mom, we struggle to find balance in our day. But this just gives me a little time to do something for myself and treat myself. Jelly Drops really gets this. They bring all the manicure products that you need from start to finish in one place. You can look forward to changing your manicure once a week or every other week and enjoy your gorgeous mani all week long. So if you want to try, and we really think you should, use our code BUMO, B-U-M-O, at checkout for 15% off your first purchase at jellydrops.com. Do you want to thrive outside the nine to five? The Moms Exit Interview Podcast is for you. In each episode, you'll hear from inspirational everyday moms taking control. Entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms with side hustles, consultants, and more. Plus experts with actionable tips like Rebecca Minkoff and Gretchen Rubin. I'm Kim Ritberg, former Us Weekly and Netflix executive and mom of two. I've got the best boss now, me, and I've never been happier. Whether you're in transition or already made a change, let's create a more flexible and fulfilling life together. Listen to and follow Mom's Exit Interview on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's always been kind of a family affair to start off with then. I mean, I think early on, well, what was happening was when Charlie was going viral, uh, well, we saw the app age up. I mean, she had, it started with like eight-year-olds, like, Charlie, Charlie. And then every time we would like, we're in an airport, there was like, now college kids like Charlie Dixie, Charlie Dixie. And mm-hmm. like, wow, this is happening really fast. But with a college kid <laughs> demographic, like there's like guys and they yeah. would like say stuff. And so Mark was like, I want them to know that these kids have parents. Yeah. And so we got on mm. and just like not really ah. saying much of anything, just, just your presence. presence. Mm. Like, you know, Smart. We're not stupid here. So smart. So and so that's why you guys started your TikTok account. And ah. yeah. And See, and the and the funny thing, thing is those boys loved Mark. Yeah. And they were like respected that he's like, love you guys, but we're that's gonna enough. just like keep it <laughs> you guys are gonna stay over there. We're yeah. gonna stay over here. Yeah. So that was like that whole thing. And then it became uh, you know, a lot on a 15 year old. And so we were kind of thinking if all of us were more in it, it would take a lot of the pressure off of Charlie. Whereas if she didn't want to do something, she didn't have to. We mm-hmm. could do it. Or Char- Dixie could do it. And so it just kind of, that was the, like the two main things why we all kind of got involved. So it was like a team effort. Like you yeah. guys got on together and kind of supported one another, which... I don't think people from the outside really see it like that, right? <laughs> they're probably like, oh, you know, the parents are on and the kids are on and they're kind of all doing their own thing. But it's really a group effort, which is incredible. Yeah, it's been fun. And I think they definitely feel less pressure. You know, if Dixie's having a bad day or Charlie's having a bad day and she's like, they're like, I'm just not into it today mm-hmm. or for mm-hmm. this thing that's like contractual. But like, you know what? You don't have to be there because we'll still no. get it done and take your time. Yeah. And then I think the other, and then so Dixie is now on in the early stages, Charlie's sister, because mm-hmm. Charlie blew up first. And so she was like, I, I was, I was the one in charge <laughs> for 15 years. Yeah. You can have it. Like, oh. I don't care. And then after a while, it was just annoying. So I was like, like oh, you're Charlie's sister. I was like, Charlie's sister. Yeah. Exactly. What and happened to was, college, though, right in that well, so transition? So the pandemic happened. Okay. So she and was she was like, I'm going to go there and do classes online in my dorm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then in the pandemic, one of 
the girl's managers is in the record in the music business and he had a studio in his house and he lived five minutes from us mm -hmm. and so we started you know Doc's, Dixie was like I gotta get out from under Charlie being Charlie's sister like I think I want to do this so she was saying she wanted to do music but she was you know had her own fears and insecurities and she hadn't sang in a long time we're like this is such a safe space for you to be mm. and so they had a great song and so she went in and she I think the first day she spent like and hours there. Wow. And then she went back every day, every day. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. And just like getting it where she was happy with it. Mm -hmm. And that was all great. And then we ended up moving here and we ended up filming the music video like on our own with our own team is very like low budget yeah. in our house. Oh. And she was and, and now we have all this packaged up and no label. We're just doing it ourselves. And she just uh, was terrified. She was like, I am so opening myself up to so much shatter online, yeah. which is probably not going to be. And yeah. she wasn't confident yeah. yet. Yeah. So she had, you know, her own thing. And nobody knew she was doing music. This was all like secret project. Yeah. And then she released it. And, you know, now looking back on it, she was like, I got a lot of views. I got a lot of chatter around it. So, uh, some of it was good. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was bad because anytime you do something different, that's yeah. not always a good yeah. thing in the internet world. Yeah. And so that was hard, but it made her want to prove herself. Mm. So she's like, okay, mm -hmm. I got this. Yeah. I'm going to keep working. So let's talk a little bit about that as far as like parenting these two girls. I know that we both yeah. have lots of questions around that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go first? Well, first of all, I didn't know that about Charlie. Uh, a Dixie, I'm sorry. That she initially had a hard time releasing her first few songs. Because I just heard her last song. And it's amazing. Thank you. It's so good. The video is so thoughtful. The way she did it. She just stood there and like sang those lyrics. That's super powerful. It's a fantastic song. And the video was really Thank impactful. You. Well, I think... For me, we still have little kids, right? Like they're not on socials yet. We are on socials all day. We've, mm -hmm. grew, we've been on socials for 10 years at least. Our kids are not. And one of my bigger questions to you, Heidi, was looking at social media now, and you talk about this on your show a lot, like how it's affected the girls and like the friends and like just this generation of kids. Like what, what are some of your, you know, your lessons learned about social media and kids right now? I mean, I can't speak to little kids okay. and living this life. So I can only speak from where we are. So Charlie was 15. You know, I we always sort of, the kids know they always have the floor for any conversation. And we've asked them, to this day, we ask them, are you sure you want to do this? Because we can always turn it back, dial it down. We have... Mark still has a job. Like, he has a whole mm -hmm. <laughs> career and a business. Yeah. Like, I, we don't need this yeah. for mm -hmm. our family. Okay. This is something if you want to do, you have this opportunity. But it's also your life. Like, you need to be happy. If this isn't what brings you happiness, like, yeah. we can dial it down. So... Their answer is always, I mean, sometimes crying through the tears and the <laughs> hate comments as they're yeah. doing that, they're saying, I don't want to quit. Yeah. Because I feel uh, like it's such, okay. social media isn't, if they stop and they just like, I don't want to do social media anymore, mm -hmm. they're still going to be on social media, like as consumers. Yes, like, sure. yes. So they like it. They enjoy it. They are just now, probably in the last year, really getting into passion projects and things that they oh, love and less of like hey 
here's this shoe, wear it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so th- they're they're finding the joy in that mm-hmm. and, and ha- you know, creating businesses of their own that they want to share because they yeah. love it and they mm-hmm. want other people to like see it or hear the music or watch the movie or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so hard and it's so personal. I think it just depends on like your family, how you guys work and the conversations. I mean, the girls really have and we've always had this mm-hmm. sort of in our family is they know they can talk about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, they get in their own head like, oh, are you going to be mad? Yeah. Haven't we proven ourselves? Yeah. Like, you can say literally anything. Yeah. And so I, I just think it's so personal to yeah. each family. And you have to know your kids. So uh, Dixie got a phone in fifth grade when she graduated okay. with probably most of her class did. Okay. And uh, she barely... she never have it with her like she would go on and play games but she wasn't really into it I think it's different now I think a fifth grader now is much different than when Dixie was a fifth yeah, grader. yeah right and they they get it already and the, and all of that so I just think you have to know your kid and sort of their ways and their you know it's reflective of their life and maybe how they are on social media and just be aware of that yeah. we weren't really like super on them with social media like let me see what you did let me see what you're doing okay we fo- we followed they had to follow us we knew they had finstas yeah. we need to follow those okay but it started out being able to like stay close with their cousins who live out of town right. and we mm. would we could see that stuff but but they, but there were no rules set like you can't look at it after 8 p.m or it needs to stay outside of your bedroom and like yes like that. so there our thing was I mean, they've always had chores. That's like, yeah. if you're going to be in this family, you got to pull your weight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, all their chores had to be done before they could get their phone mm-hmm. in the morning, get ready, eat breakfast, get yourself together. Then you can have your phone like okay. on the ride to school. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. then, uh, but, you know, even up until like Dixie's senior year, mm-hmm. you know, you have things to do, like put your phone out. And then they now now it's they kind of do it on their own. They're like, yeah, I don't really want to be on my phone right now. <laughs> but I wonder if he's because they they. Oh, I said you said fifth grade. When did they start social media though? In fifth grade, when so you they, gave them that I think first they book? got on Instagram. Well, what happened in middle school? So this is interesting with Dixie. So she got her first really bad concussion in second grade, and she's had oh, a lot from ever dancing since. or from from sports. Uh, from sports? She, she was ice skating and oh, she okay. fell on her face and. Uh, then she's gotten them every which way, but yesterday, but <laughs> from like every sport. And so she's probably had 12 or 13 diagnosed wow. ones at this point. Yeah. So a lot of them happened in middle school and she was out of school a lot. And so she would come back, you know, she would have like post-concussion syndrome and all these symptoms. And then, get, you know, you have to go back a little bit at a time and right. she would come back and like, maybe the friends she used to sit with at lunch were sitting with new kids and it was very hard socially Mm -hmm. and so Mark was the one that was like why don't you get on Snapchat like Mm -hmm. I feel like people you know they're connected there they're not like picking up the phone like hey you want to come over on the weekend or whatever like it's social it's social media use it to help grow like your friend circle Mm -hmm. in real life and so she did that so that was middle school probably seventh grade I would think Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at the time, I'm like, sometimes he he's he comes up with these things, and I'm like, oh, well, she <laughs> talked about a workout. Yeah. But and then uh, similar with Charlie, like she would she was at dance so much, mm-hmm. and she didn't really have as much of a connection with her school friends, 
And so he said the same thing. Like, what about Snapchat? Get on, see what people, you know, that way you guys okay. can connect. And I don't really know. I have to ask them, was that a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing? But it kept them in the loop, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, a little bit more. And then they ended up moving schools and the, uh, their friends groups there got stronger. Mm-hmm. And so that was, it all worked out. Okay. I think everything just works out. Yeah. But so that was kind of when they got into social media. Okay. But they wouldn't post a lot. They would make tons of videos all the time. Mm-hmm. And they would never post them. <laughs> but like like a true YouTuber, like, welcome yeah. to my channel. They do all these things. I'm like, that's so cute. Yeah, post it. And they're like, no uh, way. Well, in my opinion, and of course, everyone is different. But I think that when you're a creator and you're online, whether it be at my age or at a younger age, you're using your brain. You're using your creative muscles to create something that is inspiring for yourself or for the world versus when you're just a consumer, right? And I think there's a really big difference of being on social media just as a consumer versus being a creator. And when I see Charlie and Dixie, even now with their social content, and even like when I first discovered them, when I first started TikTok like two years ago, their content is, I mean, for the most part, I, I feel like it's safe, right? It's, it's content that you wouldn't mind your... 13 year old kid watching because I think social media has this kind of representation or like this this idea notion of like it's a dangerous place mm-hmm. and the content there is so not appropriate for kids which I, I I do agree there are some people that post that content but I feel like with Charlie and Dixie you've done a really good job whatever you have done mm-hmm. in the background for them to understand that they have this responsibility they have a massive audience of young, I mean, now older kids too, but at the time it was young, young kids. Thank you. So I don't know if there's some sort of strategy there or you have to talk to them about the type of content. Yeah, is there a process before they post something like you guys all discuss it, talk about it, or is it just up to them now? So early on, I mean, these conversations happened way before social media when they were young about, as I said, Mark, being in the clothing business and, blo- and growing brands and starting brands. I, when I was growing up, it was like your reputation. And it was just so funny. And just because of Mark's background, when the girls were young, no phones or anything like young and hanging out with friends and like, oh, this or that. And he, and he would say, is it, do you think this is good for your brand? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's that mean? It's a new, new way to look at it, but it's so true and I think he was in his mind that's what he knows and you're talking to young girls and I don't know I think the reputation is like an outdated word because you know everybody's allowed to be who they want to be and uh oh is that good for your reputation is different than my brand like who I am what I'm Mm. about we've Mm. always talked to them about Whatever you put out there is going to be out there forever. <laughs> yeah. mm. You're going to go get a job one day. I mean, we've had those conversations forever. Okay. So fast forward, they were so used to that conversation. So when they were posting, and Charlie sometimes, I think at the beginning of TikTok and when Mark and I started like paying attention, just the, uh, the music. Now, we listen to all kinds of music. Like, it's music. If you're an actor, you're going to say words that you might not say at home, like whatever. But we're not going to like be mouthing that off at school or whatever. So so now she's dancing to these songs with these lyrics and we're like, 
And Mark is, he's always like so in the middle. He's like, you know, it's, think of it as an actor for this 15 second video. We know this isn't her. We know she isn't doing these things. So we kind of like, I was like, all right. He's, he always like has these things and I'm like, a little leery, and then I'm like, "All right, you're right." And then you get used to it. I think yeah. a girl yeah. like used it's to the language yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. But so early on, they, they she would post things, and I was like, "You know what? I just don't like it." Uh-huh. Or Mark would be like, "I just don't like it. Take it down." And so it wasn't a lot. And then so we would go somewhere between that, and she would make a video, or Dixie would make a video, and they, "What do you think?" Like, if you're asking me, you have some doubt. (laughs) So let's talk about that. Okay. You're like, yeah, I don't know if this is really me. If like, it's just like not something I would do or whatever. Yeah. So those conversations. And then, you know, early on when they were getting brand deals uh, and TikTok was very new and people were unsure of it, they would come with their marketing department like, we want you to do this, this, this and this. And the girls would be like, that's not going to work. Like, you just have to trust me. And it took a long time for companies to, like, understand, like, Mm -hmm. they know their audience the best. Dixie's content is very different than Charlie's. Their audiences are different. They know what they like. They know what hits. And they're at a point now, like, they don't agree to any deal until the creative is talked through. Because it's just, it's just, and then they just feel like a fraud. Like, this isn't me. Like, this isn't good for you as a company. Like, let's work together so you know and but even now sometimes they'll make videos and they'll put in our family group chat what do you guys think (laughs) i love that i love that (laughs) and are like okay am i missing something is i think it's fine but why are you asking like well this i'm like oh i didn't i didn't think of that so Yeah. yeah there's always conversations but they pretty much have like honed in on what is what works what they like what their audience loves and they kind of go with it the That's girls so cool. probably, and I know this for a fact because I've seen some things go down on the internet. They get bullied a lot, right? Especially, I'm not now, but in the early stages as they were the rise of fame. You know, obviously there was a public breakup as well. It, they're still young, right? And so how do you as a mother kind of live in that that tension? Like I would want to protect them. Yeah, like I want to like protect them, but then... Um, remind them that they're kids and they're not doing anything different than the kids that they went to school with are doing. Like, this is the same exact thing. Like, Sally broke up with her boyfriend last week Mm -hmm. and the school was all talking about it. And then the school forgot about it and then Sally moved on and Timmy moved on and you're going to do the same. Like, it's the same thing. It's a lot more voices with a lot more opinions, but you have to remember, like, you're still, you still get to be a human. Yeah. And that's okay. And so that doesn't always work, but, you know, and, and we just keep reminding them, like, it just will pass. Mm. Like anything in life, yeah. offline, like mm. things hurt, you get your heart broken, you break someone's heart, whatever. It just, everything eventually feels better. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, but yeah, sometimes that's simple enough. Yeah. Oh. let's just go eat ice cream somewhere yeah. <laughs> like cry I mean they're still your babies I I'm sure you look at them sometimes you're like how did yeah. this happen yeah, like wild. how are you so big now yeah, right oh. oh my goodness yeah we, we have a lot of moments where like can you believe all this but they work hard they work they work a lot they work hard doing the things that they love oh. to do mm. and that's like you can't ask for anything more than that yeah for sure and i think for you as a mother just being able to be there for them and like being the backbone of not just the family obviously but also 
as part of their careers is something that is so helpful for them personally, professionally. Did you ever think that this would be your life? No, <laughs> <laughs> no but there was a time when like Dixie was, you know, heading, getting her life and her senior year wrapped up to go to college. And Charlie had her thing that she wanted to do. And she was doing college vis visits already. And Mark and I, well, we had kind of always talked about this, like from when we got married about how we don't want to wake up empty nesters and be like, oh, who are you? Like, <laughs> and but we actually have a lot of fun together. We love hanging out together. We hang out. He always worked from home okay. for the most part. He would go into the city sometimes. He had a showroom there, but we were together a lot. I'm like, why do you think we don't get sick of each other? Like, yeah, what's just, a secret? Yeah, that's what, what is Mark a secret is a there? lot of fun. Okay. Like, he's so much fun, and he's more like I kind of I tend to get a little routined, and he's always down to break that up. He's okay. like, you always need one or the day. other. I feel like it's yeah, what I keep hearing that makes for a good successful nice, partnership uh, balance. So yeah. we have a lot of fun, and he's always an outside the box thinker and very spontaneous. So I'm always like, never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, and you're oh, down for the ride, obviously. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because uh, I don't naturally do that on my own. So mm -hmm. it's nice to have that. So he's always been that way, and yeah. So when as the we were already thinking of like em being empty nesters, and now. As it got closer, well, before social media, we were kind of like, I was, you know, as moms, you get so entrenched in being a mom. We, Although we, I was and we both were as parents, we always prioritize like our marriage, uh, like anything. It starts from the top. And like, if this is good, everybody's yeah. going to be OK. Yeah. And so we were always very attentive to our marriage. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, I think it gave a good example to the girls of like, what that looks like it's yeah. not perfect by any means and fast forward as they've gotten older and we're they've moved out they live together they moved into a house mm. a half mile from us and they uh we're now that's, what I'm, doing <laughs> that's what I'm doing that's my plan <laughs> and it's it's so funny because I feel that they come to us even more now mm. like that they're both outside of the house uh you know if we don't talk for a day they're like well, what's going on? Are you mad? Are you mad? No, like I'm living my life. What are you doing? You're, I was like, I'm you're letting like, you you're live, not to live your life live without your me. Life. Yeah. Well, where are you going? We're going to dinner. Well, I didn't get an invite. Do you want to come? Well, no, but I want the invite. It's these conversations, but they just keep coming back. Aww. And I just feel it's very natural. I don't think, I think the fact that we don't pull them in yeah. gets them to that point, but it's, it's just been a nice transition and it's mm. been fun for Mark and I, like, this sort of new chat, although we're with the four of us are together a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. So I don't know. It's just been a, a nice um, ride, bumpy, of course, as anything in life in general. But we're all in a really good place to appreciate our time apart. Mm -hmm. And then the time together is that much sweeter. It seems like you guys have an incredible friendship with yeah. the girls. But what's the the borderline of like being a parent? and parenting and putting your foot down and being their friend. Because I, I, I mean, I my oldest is only eight, but I already kind of struggle with that. I'm like, I want you to like me and I want you to, but I still want you to respect me, right? Yeah, I, so early on, I think Mark and I were very much on the same page with that. And this might be an unpopular opinion. Like, we're not your friends. Yeah. Mm. You have kids for that. Yeah. I don't want to be your friend. That's not my role in your life. 
you need a parent and you need rules and you need also independence and you need a voice, but I'm going to respect you, but you're going to also respect me. So Mm -hmm. it was very much like now I would like have rules like you have to make your bed before you go to school. You have to, you know, feed the dogs, do all the things, pick up dog poop, whatever it is. That's just a requirement. Like, I do a lot for you, and I'm asking very little of you. Mm. I want you to be a kid. Mm. I don't need you to be cleaning the house all day long. Like, that's never a thing. But you do have to take care of the things you do have Mm. out of respect for your things, yourself, your life. Like, (laughs) we've gotten for you, whatever. Mm. So I would have rules like you come home from school, do your homework right away, and then you're free the rest of the day. That that was one thing Mark and I disagreed on. He was like, oh, let him live. (laughs) I'm like just like in my head like it's just easier so we were never and to this day like they don't they like they say they like hanging out with us they want to continue to vacation with us yeah. for some reason i'm like yeah. well, you can go on your own vacations you don't <laughs> have like, to please, like leave us they're alone. like it's better when you guys come because you yeah. take care of everything I'm like yeah. fine but even now like they there's a lot of respect and a lot of like open conversations but again where i don't I don't think none of us look at it as friends. Mm. I look at it more now that especially that they both live on their own is Mark and I kind of have this consulting role as a parent. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I never realized that would be a thing, but that's what it feels like. Not businessy, but you know, I go to their house and I'm like, how long has that trash (laughs) plate of food been in your room? (laughs) And I'm like, this is so gross. I'm like, I'm just going to pick this up for you. Mm. But, you know, just so you know, there's a good chance you're going to get ants in here. <laughs> and you probably don't want that. But it's your house and your life. But just mm. want to, you know, it might be something you not, might not realize. And they're mm. like, oh, yeah. I should clean that up. <laughs> Whether they do it again, I don't know. But you, you have know. to, like, let them, like, yeah, have the, con- the natural to. consequences. They're never going to do it on their own if mm. we continue to do it. So it's hard to not, like... Why don't you just, yeah, but like I don't, I just like, you know what? They have to, they're not, I'm, I'm going to just slow things down for them. Like yeah. the more they're, they mess up and make mistakes and learn, like the better off they're going to be. Maybe it's the Korean in me or my parents now living with me. I've just become a lot more intentional about any harmful chemicals in the air or on my body or around my kids and my family. My parents are older and my mom does have some complications. So something that I am really, really aware of with anything that I bring into the house. And that's why I've been loving ginger essential oil. And when I say ginger, I am talking about ginger. It is a high quality, 100% natural essential oils made from the ginger root. I love anything ginger. I actually drink ginger tea every morning, thanks to my oma, my mama. I've already seen the benefits from adding the ginger rejuvenating self-care kit to my routine. It's something that I look forward to after the end of a long day or even to get me going in the morning. For instance, I use a ginger oil with my gua sha stone, which is the best massage ever. The ginger root actually has a natural heating element and massaging it into my skin helps reduce swelling and inflammation. And I have incredibly 
stiff shoulders. And it's something that I really dig into at night before I go to bed. It helps relax my body and set the tone for the evening. The ginger oil smells so good. I cannot with this, guys. I love using the mini diffuser in my bedroom after a long day to clear my mind. It's something that I look forward to and become part of my daily routine. It's so easy to take on the go and use when I need a quick pick-me-up. Each bottle of ginger oil comes with a convenient dropper cap, so there's no mess. And since I've been traveling so, so much, it's been really important for me to have a routine down that I look forward to, even though I'm in a different country like every week, Um, especially with just keeping my head clear, making sure I'm staying focused with work. And this ginger oil is part of my routine and I highly recommend you guys add it to yours because it is very, very helpful. Ginger essential oil has been a game changer and we know that you will love it too. I know that Sarah, my co-host, has been using it in nonstop for her family as well. So right now our listeners can get a special offer, which is 20% off your first purchase, but you have to visit our special URL that is ginger.us slash bumo. That's J-I-N-J-E-R dot U-S slash bumo. You guys don't miss out and go to ginger with two J's dot US slash Bumo. Okay, so those of you that have been following me know that I've been nonstop traveling. Um, I've been going back and forth from Europe to the US to Europe to the US to Europe. I mean, I basically live in Europe half the time now, but it's been really exhausting, especially because I am mainly traveling for work. So it's been go, go, go and nonstop. Um, I actually just got back from a family vacation, though, which was really, really nice. But say the least, it was lots of work with the two kids around and being a single mom. But anyways, I discovered a new snack that the entire family is so obsessed with, including myself, and it's called Perfect Bar. So Perfect Bar has a lineup of fresh from the fridge protein snacks that actually taste good and are actually good for you. That's why I'm so excited that we are partnering here at Bumo with Perfect Bar to share one of our favorite go-to refrigerated snacks with you. If you are looking for a nutritious and delicious snack for yourself and the kids that they will actually want and love, well, look no further than Perfect Bar because your kids will be obsessed. My kids and myself are so obsessed with the dark chocolate chip peanut butter with sea salt and the peanut butter one. Those are our top favorites. But there are so many different flavors that you and your family can actually choose from. It's made with freshly ground peanut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. And Perfect Bar has a variety of products. We love variety here in our family. Like protein bars and little snack size bars too, which is perfect for traveling. They're all so good and good for you. I promise you will find something that you and your kids will love in their wide variety of assortment. My favorite, as I mentioned earlier, is dark chocolate chip peanut butter with sea salt and also their peanut butter and their coconut peanut butter. Oh my gosh, they are so delicious. I could actually just taste them in my mouth as I'm speaking about them because they're so good. And I've discovered why the kids and myself are so obsessed with Perfect Bar. And I think it's because their protein bars have a cookie dough-like texture that's creamy and full of flavor. It's unlike any other bars out there. It's so delicious and so fun to eat. The kids are obsessed. And now they come in snack size, which are packed up with six grams of whole foods protein and 150 calories. A little goes a long ways, guys. 
And because they're made with only whole food ingredients and contain no artificial preservatives, Perfect Bar is stored in the fridge. So grab one after workout or for a quick bite in between meetings and feel good about what you are snacking on. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they are offering you a chance to try the refrigerated protein bars for free. Perfect Bar knows it'll be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they are offering our followers a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Yes, I said free, guys. So here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. Pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash BUMO to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash BUMO to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. I love that. I feel like at the fame that your family has and the girls, I think there's a lot of people at their level that kind of hover over, you know, the kids or just so no one's making mistakes. But what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. from you is that I want them to make mistakes. I want them to be kids and live their life. And in my opinion, I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do as a parent yeah. For sure. Yeah. Just kind of letting them be and, yeah. and protect Help them. Yeah. yeah. I know I see a lot of videos online about like a parent videoing their kid, like a little one, struggle mm-hmm. and fall mm-hmm. and just watch the process of them like trying again. And like they want to do it. They yeah. want to do it on. They yeah. don't want you necessarily, I think, naturally to yeah. do it. Like, you know. Yeah. So, but it's hard. It's hard. It is Make it hard. right and easy for them. <laughs> but that doesn't but always serve them. It doesn't them. always serve them. Yeah. For parents, because now that, you know, this is this is the thing. Families, you know, have their children post and like their talents and their creativity and everything. It's, it's flourishing online. What kind of advice do you have for parents who are, like I have two friends who their daughters are also dancers and are now on TikTok and post their amazing videos. But, you know, they they get nervous about certain things. And so what advice would you have for parents that are kind of starting in this journey? So when Charlie, there was a time where she wouldn't post her dancing online. This was before she had a following. She didn't want people to make fun of her. She was, you know, probably uh, too hard on herself. Like I could have done it better, that kind of thing. And we were kind of always like, post what feels right. Don't feel like you have to. But also, if let's go back to the conversation that you keep having of this is the road you want to take. So if you want to go to college and be on a college dance team and be a working dancer after that, you can't start your social media then. Like mm. it, let your social media be your resume. To ah. Show the story. Oh. Maybe the dance isn't as great as you would have liked it, but mm. there, you're just gonna grow. You can show progress. Yeah, the progress mm. says so much. It's like you're consistent. You're working hard, and so it wasn't like we were like you need to post your dancing. I'm just going off what you're saying, and if that's not what you want, then that's fine just knowing how things work, you're going to want that on there. Mm. So those were the conversations we had. Dixie had posted some singing, uh, like middle school, and she started getting make, made fun of, which is why I think she didn't sing in high school. But it was just something she had to go through. It was I was sad because she was good and she was working so hard. Yeah. And I was like, it's not my journey to tell her to do that. And even now, like, 
just when we're goofing around at the house and I'm always videoing and as I always have, but I'll ask them permission. I'm like, yeah. are you cool if I put this? And they're uh, like, yeah, I don't care. Or sometimes they're like, no, I, no, I look <laughs> like a fool. Um, I think letting the kids lead, but just letting them know, like this could be a positive thing for mm. what you want to do in your life. And Put it out there. I never mm. even thought of it that way because I've been on social for so long and TikTok is obviously more new, but it's a resume now. It's like people will actually go onto your TikTok, your Instagram to look up if you're actually good enough for a yeah. team or good enough for sports. I'm seeing it a lot on sports for sporty yeah. kids. Yeah. And That's so maybe our perspective with social, because naturally as parents, we're like, oh, we need to protect them mm-hmm. and like, we don't want them to be on social too early. But if we almost train them in a sense where this could be your resume, this yeah. you so could they show could, progress. Yeah. And they yeah. could show sort of their talents, but they don't have to post everything about their life and every yeah, opinion that right, they have. Right. Yeah. And there's certain things like my niece's boyfriend's a baseball player. Like mm-hmm. you very much know when you go to his page, mm-hmm. like he has nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like pictures of him and her. But it's like his jer- baseball journey. Like his videos and pictures from when he was a kid mm-hmm. and like it's very cool and then he had surgery and you just see all of that mm-hmm. and then the comeback and it's very cool to look at that and see like wow that person's been through a lot and yeah maybe it's curated in a certain way but there's certain things you can't you just can't fake. yeah like yeah. you know you can't fake a home run or yeah. a, a split leap or whatever yeah. you know you're doing yeah. they're really yeah. good yeah so that's yeah. that's really actually eye-opening and enlightening for me as yeah. i'm raising these girls to yeah. like Maybe just having them view social media in a different way, not just for fun, but also this could really help your career. This could advance what you want to do in life later on. And also, if they're not ready for, because, you know, when they put it out there, you are opening yourself up to comments. Right. Archive it. Don't put it. Or can't you just block comments completely? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. you can. Well, I don't know about TikTok, but on Instagram you can. Yeah, on TikTok you can too. Oh, you can. But yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, maybe that's what it is. It's like these kids, they want a creative outlet at a young age. So you don't want to block them from creating videos and dances (laughs) and all that. But you just don't want if they're not ready for the the criticism, Mm -hmm. then you could just block the comments. Mm -hmm. And And then they get to feel like they're part of it. Like everybody's like doing dances or doing whatever on TikTok. Like they enjoy it. It's it's so wild to see you anywhere you go. You'll see a random little one or two people oh, yeah. like making a TikTok on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. I mean, like, that's you those, guys. That's, you, <laughs> started that. you guys started <laughs> this like, I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. It is so the crazy. new generation, this... not even new. It's the generation right now. Yeah. And, you know, we live and eat and breathe like what people are doing on social. And you guys were really just the heads of it. You know, you guys. Yeah, I I just love to see kids like making these videos, whether it's dancing or comedy or makeup. They wouldn't be doing that. Like I think about in these last couple years with all of this outlet and this platform and platforms like it, like Triller and because Triller is heavy with the music, too. So for people into music, it's just like what there's so many people that are going to follow their dreams because yeah. they're getting to like practice and like mm. maybe they get seen or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's so I cool. love that I mean, it perspective. It changed the game for so many people. Yeah. 
So, and businesses and, and entrepreneurs business, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So I know that you guys have a season two coming out for your <laughs> show on Hulu. How's yeah. that going? Uh, we just, every time we say we wrapped, something really good <laughs> happens. So they're like, can we just come back? Um, it, was, it was fun. It was, you know, it's season one was highlighted a lot of struggles. It's, it's hard, right? Because it's like, for eight, season one was eight seasons and we lit, you know, there's an, like a half hour a week, you know, a half hour per show. That's not a lot of time. Like that was this mm. much. Our life, like we were yeah. actually having fun too. <laughs> yeah. The, the struggles were a little better, I guess, to highlight just yeah. to show the other side of it. Sure. But it was all uh, very real and raw. Mm-hmm. And our life at the time, I think, in, a, in the pandemic, a lot of people were feeling similar ways for yeah. lots of different reasons. And I think now that things are opening up and people are enjoying being out and trying things and doing things, that's reflective in this season. Okay. And it's just like, I, I'm excited for people to see, you know, the girls, a, a lot of like business stuff and passions that they're working on. And yeah. they're definitely bosses in the boardroom and that's really cool to watch and you know relationships and family and trying new things like it's cool it's mm-hmm. I, it's like I watch it and I'm like this is our life <laughs> but it's cool because I love I, I've always loved taking pictures and videos and looking back and seeing like the growth and I'm so happy my kids get to because everything just in general moves so fast yeah. in life and so we get to sit and watch like this past year. What look at all the things that you've mm-hmm. done and how you've grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes I try to tell them and they're like, <laughs> You're such a mom. You're such a mom. I know. <laughs> yes. I mean, but now you have it you and guys it's documented. Have... Yes. Yeah. So I'm so excited for season two. Um cool. I'm so excited about I can't season wait to watch two. It. I'm <laughs> really excited. And you guys are just killing it on all fronts. I know Dixie has a new song, a new album. So she dropped her new album. Yeah. Uh, it's called A Letter to Me. It's so good. She's got a couple Beautiful. videos out. Another yeah. one coming soon. And she's on tour right now. And she is living her life, having a blast. Oh, so good. So and cool. then Charlie has a fragrance, you said, right? Yes, her new perfume that she was had a heavy hand in from day one and creating. And we've been to France and she went oh. to the flower fields and the whole thing. So uh, she's now able to bring it out to the world. And she's been having a blast with that. It's been super exciting. It's like her baby. You guys are literally <laughs> taking over really the world. Business boss babes. Uh, I know. So boss babes. And it all comes down to parenting. Yeah, you know, we have so this. We're looking at you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We have this podcast because, you know, obviously everyone that's listening, majority of them are parents. But it's also nice hearing from someone like you who have a slightly older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what choices you do and you it make, all it all works out. It really well, does. I think it's not random. It's pretty intentional. Like you have a pretty, right. It sounds like, yes, things work out, but you have structure, you have values that you're constantly implementing. You right. talk so much about yes. hard work. It's not super flippant either. Right. But and I you think know, that's as what's... any parent, you know, I, you know, I regret, you know, oh, I should have been this or I should have been that. And mm. I mean, I still do that. I think everybody, maybe not, but. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. And uh, and then I have to remind myself. And not because the girls are, have notoriety or our family does. But as humans, like, it mm-hmm. all worked out. And the, and the girls are very much 
you know, Dixie Middle School was hard for her with the concussions and just friend stuff and all of that. And she was like, I wouldn't have changed it because I wouldn't be who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm such a better person. At the time, I would have opted for a different. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they both say it like you have to go through the hard stuff. Yeah. And here we are. One last question, unless you have another question. But <laughs> my last question is, do you still have mom guilt? Does that ever go away? I still have mom guilt. <laughs> I was home with the girls. Mark worked. He worked from home. But, you know, I did photography on the side. I did a couple things on the side. But, you know, my guilt sometimes is I was there too much. Like, did I not mm-hmm. give them enough? Did I, was I too much in, in their space? Like, mm. you know, d- did I make them feel too dependent on me? That's what I, I feel now. Like, because they call a lot and they're like, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, did I do that? Did I do that mm. too much? Like, oh. why are they second guessing themselves? Oh, so interesting. I, you know, that's just one of probably many things. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think eventually I'm going to come to terms with like you. Everybody just, do, you, just is doing the best, best that yeah. you can, the best that you know at the time. Right. I've changed so much as a parent. Mm. You know, I, I, I look at when they were younger and, you know, uh, was I was I were my rules too tough? They weren't mm. really. But like. I don't know. I always like think about because they think of when sometimes they think of their childhood. They're like, remember, you made us make our bed every day. Like, yes. Sorry. I do remember that. I don't feel bad about that. No, (laughs) please don't. Yeah. It's like makes the whole room look a little neat. Neater. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And that obviously pays off. It's part of the work ethic that you talk about. I think so. Yeah, responsibility. I'm like, you'll see when you have kids. (laughs) (laughs) We always use that. I know. That's crazy to know that it like keeps going even though the girls are in their late teens, right? And I think it shows you that you can never win. Like Sarah (laughs) gave up her career to raise her kids and she was at home for a very long time, still is. I'm constantly working, constantly traveling. And we're both feel guilty in so many ways. Right? Yeah. I don't when are we gonna stop doing this? Today. Is it more about (laughs) us? Is it more about like our is it yeah. more about, are we worried about the judgment from others? Like, what yeah. is it? I don't even know. I think that's a yeah. part of it, too. Yeah. Like, our control, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it's kind of like why we, I was asking you about the whole social media. Like, what, when is it too early to start? Like, there's so many wonderful benefits. Kids can be creative and showcase their passions and talents. But then, when does it become too distracting? Mm-hmm. When is it too addictive? When is it, like, too much all of the negative things? Yeah. And sometimes... I'm like, I just need to let it go. And they will just find it when they find it. But I get so crazy, like controlling about that. Yeah. And then I think it's just going to (laughs) backfire. I know. But even the things that we, I know I've done, like, yes, I am doing this. This is going to be great. And then that backfires. So it's like, Mm. just just the joys of parenting. The joys of parenting. Well, thank you, Heidi, so much for your honesty, for just being so transparent with us and just sharing with our audience that it's okay to be guilty. (laughs) It's okay to feel like you could still do better, even though we are doing our best. I think that's the common thread in all of us moms. And something that one of my bigger takeaways from our conversation is it's okay to let your children lead. Mm, You know, I, I struggle with that sometimes because I'm like, no, I know better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. But there, you know, you guys are a, 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 like a testimony result of like you letting the children feel really confident about their choices and kind of following that. It's amazing. It took a minute to get there, (laughs) but you know, yeah, I, I do. 
I think I'm from a generation that, you know, adults were right on every level. Right. And Mark was, it wasn't until I met him that he was like, he was like, I was in second grade questioning my teachers. Like, is he a third child? <laughs> he's the baby and yeah. he's the boy. So, yeah. but he just always like, just because they're adults doesn't mean they're right. Just because mm. we're adults doesn't mean we're right. We yeah. apologize. Yeah. We own up when we mess up mm. and we have those conversations and we let them know, like, just, you know, it, whether you're in business, in school or whatever, just because they're an adult and they're saying certain things doesn't mean you have to believe that. Yeah. Like you can't give up everything, you know, even though you're a young person. And I think they do struggle with that in business now because anytime they walk in a the room, they're like, oh, yeah, that's so cute. Like yeah. she's like, wait, I have something to say. Right. And I think you need to hear it. Yeah. And so it's taken them some time to get here. But now they're very confident. in, but they're also come to something they might have an opinion on it, but they're definitely open to hear the other side. Yeah. And it. we've always said that. Like, you have to hear both sides. You have to listen to other perspectives. But <sighs> <laughs> it's ever-changing. Ever-changing. <laughs> they have you next to them. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Wonderful. They're funny because they're. we were just in a meeting the other day, and this brand had come with something, and Charlie did not agree with it, and she went on a whole thing about it, and very confident what she was saying, and very like wasn't wavering on that and then when she was done she looks at mark and she was like dad what do you think yeah. <laughs> he was like i i actually agree with you on that but he'll tell her like we don't you know we're not your yes people like right. we'll definitely tell you yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. stand your ground conversations yes well where can people find you if they want to follow you learn more about you so all my socials are at heidi demilio and then we have uh, the demilio family socials and our hulu show in the fall amazing well thank you so much for being here i'm just so excited that we got to chat with you tell the girls that i think dixie follows me on tiktok which <laughs> i get really excited about tell dixie said hello i don't think Charlie knows who i am um but thank you so much for spending your your afternoon with us thanks for having me i really appreciate it thank you this was fun Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westville Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram.